Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my cohort Parker Gabriel out here in Dove Valley. And we will be talking about the biggest news in the NFL this week. That is DeMar Hamlin, who is showing signs of improvement as of Wednesday as he is remains in intensive care after he went into cardiac arrest on the field during the Bills-Bengals game on Monday Night Football. So we'll discuss that briefly and specifically Broncos interim coach Jerry Rosberg's reaction to it and his prepared remarks on Hamlin. And then also, of course, looking forward to the end of this wretched season, Week 18 against the Chargers, the playoff-bound Chargers and the Broncos searching, hoping, looking for something to play for and trying to get a win, get Rosberg the old dub. So we'll break down that matchup and give predictions. But, Parker, let's start off with the news of the week here, yep. which is Damar Hamlin, obviously a, a sobering topic, sobering subject. Uh, anyone who was watching the game and then just kind of the player's reaction immediately afterwards has been suspended and hasn't been put on the docket yet as right. to when they're going to make that up. But first and foremost, obviously, NFL and both teams worrying about Damar Hamlin, the Bills' safety. And Rosberg as you and I discussed right before the taping of the show, you know, he always starts with a nice little opening statement, but this right. one uh, prepared and he really didn't want to mess this one up. And, and it sounds like he didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't. He, I mean, he, and he, I think the sentiment that you, you've sort of felt across the league, you know, it's one of those situations that it doesn't just affect, you know, Cincinnati and Buffalo and guys that pl- have played with the Hamlin and in the pros or college or whatever it, it, I think it has an effect on everybody, whether you're, you know, you coaching the game, you playing it, um, had an effect on a lot of people that just watch the game or write about it. So, you know, he talked, I think he, his main message was essentially uh, one, obviously of support from, you know, the Broncos organization to DeMar Hamlin and his family and, and, and the Buffalo Bills, but also um, this sort of, you know, thought about where football sort of like, being left to consider where football fits in your hierarchy of importance. And one of the things that he said was, you know, football is really important to me and it's really important, I think, to the players on our team. And sometimes the way that you're reminded that it's not the most important thing um, is in really bad situations, which, of course, this was. So, um, you know, yesterday, today was the first day that Denver just sort of, you know, procedurally, um, Tuesday is the team's normal off day. We're talking here on Wednesday. So, you know, obviously that situation unfolded Monday night the Broncos are off Tuesday some of the players you know access the resources that the Broncos have available um, for these types of situations unprecedented sort of as this one is and then Wednesday was the first time that they they got back together so uh, one thing Kyle not, not to you know just continue talking and talking and talking but Damari Mathis the rookie corner on the Broncos played with Damar Hamlin in college at Pitt uh, he himself, I mean, he suffered a concussion in sort of a scary-looking play on Sunday um, in Kansas City. Rosberg gave him the opportunity to address the team. Um, he he didn't want to do that, but but he and Rosberg talked about Demar Hamlin and sort of their their relationship, Demari and Demars, and and then Rosberg imparted those words on the team as part of their team meeting today. So obviously, it's a heavy subject. Uh, everybody is hoping for the best. Um, for for Demar Hamlin's you know 24 year old kid, um, and and it's being felt around here uh, even as the Broncos get ready for what 
what they're hoping will feel something like a normal week as they get ready for the Chargers. And we'll be in the locker room here in Dove Valley here after the recording of this podcast, talking to the players, getting the full reaction from their view. Uh, as Parker mentioned, Mathis is in concussion protocol, so not allowed to speak with the media yeah, during it, that. So, and, and probably a very sensitive time for him. Anyways. I would imagine. I mean, even Jer- I mean, Jerry Rosberg was asked like how how Damari Mathis is is doing and handling this, and he said, "I just." He goes, I'm not really sure how to answer that question because, I mean, it's just a really rough situation. So between, you know, watching a guy that you played with for so long go through that and then also the fact that he is in the concussion protocol, I think I'd be very surprised, um, understandably so, if we do hear anything from from Damari Mathis uh, today or this week. But certainly, obviously, um, you know, it's a it's a tough time for him and for, for, for a lot of people around the league. Parker will be writing about the Broncos' reaction here from Dove Valley to Damar Hamlin's injury and his situation and really just the whole NFL's reaction. You can read that at denverpost.com slash Broncos later today, Wednesday, and in Thursday's paper. This is the first Orange podcast brought to you by the Denver Post, Kyle Newman, Parker Gabriel. So let's turn the page and look ahead here to this Sunday, and that's Broncos Chargers, 10-win Chargers against the four-win Broncos at 225 at Empower Field. And Broncos lost in overtime earlier this season in October to the Chargers, 1916. Pretty much contained Austin Eckler, but um, got to do the same thing this time. Got to contain Justin Herbert. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how – how much foot on the gas the Chargers have yeah. here, um, having already clinched a, a berth, and as I understand, it, I mean it's it's not like they're really playing for seeding, right. right? Like, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, you're right, Kyle. It's going to be interesting. I mean, there's not a lot to play for, um, you know, especially from Denver side. Obviously, um, the Chargers have already punched their tickets, so uh, it's one of those where you you could sort of get anything. Week 18 is like that sometimes. Um, you know, there's no pressure on the Broncos, so they can go out and play free and loose and all of that. Um, it'll be interesting just the way uh, to sort of see what the finishing message is, basically, from this team. Justin Outen's going to be calling plays again. Jerry Rosberg said that today. Um, you expect them to try to push the ball down the field and create some explosive plays. You know, against Kansas City, they, they really they found the most success just kind of dinking and dunking it down the field and and – that might have been a more successful formula for them this year. I mean, they just they just refuse to be that team. Um, they want to be the, the air season. it out. Yeah, they do. They shotgun, really... shotgun, throw deep, and, and lo and behold, they put a bunch of tight ends on the field and they run the ball and and they hang in there against Kansas City at Arrowhead um, in January. You know, so I just it, there's a lot uh, to unpack. We'll have plenty of time. Uh, to do that obviously after the season it's already it's already sort of started obviously coaching search is underway and all that so yeah it's been a head scratcher of a year all around and so why not finish it out with one more bizarre match and joey bosa who missed the last one back for this one of course which should be no problem for the broncos offensive line which is now missing another guy dalton reisner on season ending ir so it's going to be more hodgepodge and another combination. What I think we're at ten or something around ten. Yep. With O line combinations. Yeah, and it's four four of their starters from the beginning of the year. Now we're on injured reserve. Garrett Balls obviously, um, you know, with a broken leg earlier in the season. Lloyd Cushenberry has the the groin injury. Reisner's out the last week uh, because of a UCL injury in his elbow. 
Um, and oh, I guess Billy Turner technically wasn't a starter at the beginning of the year. So, so two guys, I guess that are, they're sort of preferred starters from the beginning of the year. will be in there with him and, uh, Quinn Myers. So they'll be fine. They'll be, right? Yeah. 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 No problem at all with a, with a Bosa brother coming at him. And so gotten up a ton of sacks and on, on the other side of the ball, no sacks, two straight weeks. And I know injuries have con- contributed there as well. Obviously Baron Browning, Browning inactive last week, Randy Gregory, on season-ending IR, his first year in Denver, pretty much a total dud after getting out of the blocks pretty hot. So something's got to change there, too. They can't let Herbert sit back and pick him apart, or else he will be sitting in the second half and not due to safety. Well, due to safety and also potentially a, a big score. Yeah, it, it's amazing, actually. You know, when you look at it felt on Sunday like Denver's defense did a pretty decent job against Mahomes and, and the Chiefs. And then, you know, when you look at it, I mean, Mahomes threw for 325-ish yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, that Justin Simmons intercepted him in the end zone. But they didn't sack him one time. Like you said, they don't have a sack in the last two weeks. And if you just run down, you know, Gregory's on IR. Uh, you know, Chubb's traded. Uh, Jacob Martin's on IR. Baron Browning didn't play because of back spasms. He's not practicing on Wednesday. Um, it's just the list just goes on and on and on and on. And you're essentially banking on, you know, Nick Benito and, and Jonathan Cooper um and then guys like Wyatt Ray and and Jonathan Kongbo who are practice squad guys so yeah it's been a mishmash that the pass rush has really dried up obviously they're without Draymond Jones um and then DJ Jones also last week against Kansas City so and then they had a whole litany of do not practices today yeah 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 so it's gonna be it's one of those things it's it's you can appreciate Jerry Rosberg's message of hey, it'd be really great for our guys to go out on a win and have that good feeling and, what did he say, have fans cheering them rather than giving them the raspberry in the parking lot after the game. Um, but at the end of the day, like, there is also a chance. I mean, they've already got 22 guys on injured reserve, and nobody is going to make guys play in a meaningless game if there's substantial injury risk. So it just – it's that time of year um, for a team that's had this time of year far too often in the last seven seasons. Once again, just spinning our wheels here as a podcast host yeah. in <laughs> December, January, what even November, yeah. you know, like, okay, well, okay, same thing. Um, but Hey, at least we had uh, two coaches fired in one calendar year. So that was a franchise first. That was exciting. Right. Yeah, Do you like that? Do you like that little nugget in that the was a, uh, round table? That was this a good week? nugget, yeah. you know? Not only Hackett, obviously, not the first coach in franchise history to not pick it, make it past his first season, but two coaches canned in one year. It's been yeah. a busy year for the front office, who has also obviously changed hands, as we've discussed here and in the pages of the Denver Post. Okay, final thing on today's podcast, First Orange Podcast. Who's going to win this game? Um, let's see. It's week 17. Well, 18. Week 18, game 17. That's right. So uh, I'm sitting. I'm looking to go 14 and three here. Okay. I'll, yeah, you're you're like in the conversation for the one seed. Yeah, in the for the one seed. So I gotta really lock it up here uh, before we go into the prediction playoffs, which is obviously <laughs> I gotta atone for last year. You know. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Um, as no surprise. Now Broncos did prove me wrong few weeks ago but uh against against the lowly cardinals boy they were right. bad they were they were really they were really bad, bad. Uh, jj watt had three sacks in that game and they were still really bad. still really bad even with their you know third string quarterback trace mcsorley aside 
But I am going to go with the Chargers, even though they already clinched a playoff berth. This team wants some momentum heading into the playoffs. They don't want to lose to the lowly Broncos going into the playoffs. So I'm thinking Denver D gives one final decent effort, but Russell Wilson trying to air it out and play me maybe a little hero ball in the season finale throws <laughs> a, f- a few crucial interceptions. So I'm going Chargers 21, Broncos 17. Yeah, I, I mean, you can see it just because it's week 18 and, and weird stuff happens uh, late in the season especially in matchups like this. I mean, you could see the Broncos winning on Sunday, but I'm, I'm with you. I, th- I think the Chargers will. Um, they're, they're headed to the playoffs, and Denver is very obviously not. Um, and it just – that's a lot of times what it comes down to uh, this time of year. Maybe if – it looks like the weather's going to be fine on Sunday. Maybe if it was a really nasty game where you just kind of had to run the ball and all that, that would – you know, L.A. would get skittish about its guys being out there and, and all that. But at the end of the day, I think the Chargers get it done – I think we're going out with one more glorious low scoring, maybe not quite as low scoring as 19 to 16 in overtime from week six. Remember, uh, Jerry Rosberg was just a game management coach then, and Montreal Washington, the rookie returner, fumbled that punt in overtime that set up the Chargers for the game-winning field goal um, that basically decided that game. Uh, I think it'll be slightly more entertaining than that, not very, let's say 20 to 17 uh, Chargers on Sunday. That would leave the Broncos at four and thirteen for the season. Rosberg got some studying up to do. You know, I asked him about the Chargers matchup on Monday. Now, granted, he had just played a game. I was like, "Hey, going back to October, anything you can glean from that?" He basically was like, "Yeah, I don't know. No, you know, don't know. Haven't yep. watched the tape. D- don't really remember." Uh, yeah, he should remember because it was a special teams gap. Yeah, it was. But right? no, no, <laughs> but everybody knows, as Dwayne Stukes said in September. Everybody knows that Jerry Rosberg was brought here to do game management and not special teams. So he was he was just a game management guy then. He's one of the best special teams coaches in the last three decades in the NFL, um, but was not asked about how perhaps Denver could get better in that. Regard. That was a very contentious press conference. One moment, one of many embraceable contentious moments with yeah yeah Coach things Dwayne we can Sears. remember fondly from the 2020 who i hope season. you know lands on his feet because like you know let's be honest i don't think he really got a fair shake here uh to prove what he could do in 15 games as a special teams coach and obviously you know behind closed doors from what we can glean stukes was not somebody who seemed to want to maybe get on board with the jerry rosberg train and hence why he yeah was, was let go shown the door immediately yeah, right. Yes. First Norse Podcast, Parker Gabriel and Kyle Newman. Appreciate you tuning in to today's show. Head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage heading into the final week of the season. And until next time, folks, take it easy.